Welcome to the Danger Room, a place to prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. As a special extra feature, Jacob, that's me from Xavier Protocols, is going to be talking to the top four players in the Season 3 of the TTS Online League. First up, we've got Morgan Reed, player from Australia, who's playing a really cool Black Order roster. So welcome, Morgan. Okay, well, firstly, congratulations on making it to the top four. Um, but the first question I've got for you is, what made you abandon Wakanda? Ah, well, thank you. Uh, very kind of you. Uh, abandon Wakanda, good question. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Wakanda. Uh, I did play Asgard in season one, and I did play a lot of Wakanda in season two. But the playing Wakanda in season two, and I mean, you and I did a bit of, bit of work on this mm -hmm. pre-season two, was really out of necessity, I felt, um, to have something to answer the Wakandan wave. And the only thing that I found that was, uh, or the thing that I found was most effective was just playing Wakanda wave into Wakanda wave. So it shaped my roster building to have an answer built in there, which was taking Wakanda. And then eventually I just found that they were stronger than Asgard. So I just played a lot of them. Uh, but then presumably now you think Black Order is good into Wakanda wave and, and good into lots of other things as well. Well, it's partly that, but also partly I was um, I was not enjoying playing Wakanda. Um, yeah, I mean, we all play the game for different reasons, and I enjoy, um, like probably many people do, playing the characters that you, you like from the movies or the comics, whatever it is, and, and Wakanda just doesn't do it for me. So I, I wanted to move away from that and find a, an affiliation uh, that I enjoyed, and I really enjoyed Asgard and Black Order in the characters in their, you know, the movies and things like that. So it was just a, a case of, well, hey, let's see if we can make Black Order work. And let's see if we can make Black Order uh, have the ability to overcome the Wakanda wave at 15. And if I could do that, um, I was really happy to take them forward. So that's that was my sort of methodology for season three, do something a bit different, um, challenge myself as well. Black Order had to get a bad rep. So I was like, okay, well, can I, what can I do to work with this affiliation? And, and, and what, what do I need to do to try and make it work? And I thought it was good. And I just wanted to give it the, the stress test through the league to see if it was as good as I actually thought it was. Do you have then a basic skeleton for your Black Order list that you build around or does it vary a lot? No, you've, you've nailed it. There's, there's most definitely a skeleton and it's, and it's always the same. It's Thanos, uh, Corvus and Proxima. And more often than not, it's Thanos with the mind gem and it's always Corvus with the reality gem. <laughs> and they're the, the three characters that uh, I take um, and the gems that go on them. And then I build from there. So it's a very simple core. And I, I also liked that about playing Black Order. Uh, it removed uh, any sort of squad building uh, tension or anxiety or decision making in that it's a very simple roster to play and it scales very easily throughout the threat values. Okay, so you, you win priority. What's your game plan with extracts and secures? What are you aiming for? There's no, funnily enough, there's no real predetermined game plan. Um, I, I base my game plan off what the opposing roster is and what the, the map for the week looks like. So what I'll tend to do is instead of saying defaulting to, hey, Blackwater like a slow game, so I'll take extracts every time, I don't necessarily do that. I'll, I'll go through my opponent's roster and try and identify his likely squads at each threat level, identify the shape of his crises, and then just have a look at in an area where I think I can find some weakness or I can gain some form of advantage. So that might uh, lead to me choosing secures and trying to get a, a shape that I want that probably my opponent doesn't want. And I think a good example of that might be if you're playing into a into a Modoc or a Cabal player, um, I might choose extracts and go for an, uh, you know the extremist consoles on the D shape, 
Mm-hmm. So really, it varies week to week based on the opponent and based on the roster that they bring. So uh, I know we've talked before briefly uh, that a lot of people think that putting a D shape into uh, Black Order is a good counter to them. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, that's a, it's an interesting topic. And, and you know, I've played out of the eight games in season three so far, six of them have been on the D shape scenario. Now, I think out of those six, maybe my opponent picked four or five and I picked one or two. Um, I, I actually quite like Black Order on the D shapes. Um, it is true it does mitigate some of their strengths. Notably, it's quite difficult for Thanos to use his Death Decree, on, especially on Corvus, when they're spread out like that. But I do like the D shapes of Black Order because they excel, I think, in you know one-on-one fights or one-on-two fights. And the D shapes really lend themselves to a couple of isolated brawls. So I think they can they can dominate one of those D shape secures, you know, days or KO a couple of characters and then move on and influence the game. So, yeah, no, I, I don't mind uh, Black Order on Ds at all. Uh, in fact, I quite like it more often than not. So in, in your system, you found anything that, that is a struggle then? Yes. So um, Wakanda is the biggest struggle so far. Um, I would say Web Warriors are, are very close behind, um, as you would appreciate probably better than most, that the control Wakanda and Web Warriors offer is very high. Mm-hmm. And Black Order, with such a low model count, uh, they really don't like being pushed and moved around because every, effectively every time they get moved around, they have to then use an action to move somewhere, and that's effectively a stagger in many ways. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's a challenge. The other part about uh, Wakanda is really, you know, Black, uh, Black Panther. So any sort of character that has high physical defense is very difficult for Black Order to... Um, you know, damage their way through and, and gain that advantage through attrition. So, you know, it's really Black Panther I struggle against. You know, Venom's another one that's a tricky one to get through for Black Order. There's a little bit more counterplay there with with Thanos using his um, his uh, energy attack, but uh, probably they're the big two challenges I've faced, Wakanda and Web Warriors. Uh, I notice in your roster you've got two maybe slightly odd picks uh, in Kingpin and Wong. Why are they in your roster? Fair comment. So as I uh, spoke earlier about the the simplicity in design of the roster and the scalability of, of playing Black Order, Kingpin's there as the four-threat character. Now, you'll note he's only one of two four-threat characters. The other one's obviously Corvus. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking at scaling Black Order, the, the baseline is 15-threat, Thanos, Corvus, Proxima, both gems, and then you scale it. So for me, Kingpin is there as uh, my pick as I think the best four-pointer to go into this squad at a 19 threat level. And I've, I've picked that because, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a close run thing. There's no, there's no right answer here. You know, Vision's a, a good candidate. Black Panther's a good candidate. Killmonger and Haller are other things I bounced around. Um, but I, I like Kingpin there because of his effectively very similar to the rest of the team and having invulnerable. So it becomes four characters that are all minus one damage. And, you know, that aside, I mean, Kingpin has an excellent health pool. He's almost as hard to take down as, as Thanos is. And he's got that beautiful, um, you know, two-cost throw and mm. his uh, Hail to the King attack, which does an auto-stagger. So I, I think he fits in really well there. What do you do when you get a 16 threat crisis? Yeah, 16 is uh, the most uncomfortable for me. Uh, fortunately, I've not played it so far, um, apart from in practice games. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, look, there's a couple of options. Um, the, my default option at the moment is Thanos loses the mind gem. And I probably put Wong in there to, you know, be able to give Thanos that extra power. Um, I'm not convinced that's the best way of going about it, but I found Corvus without a reality gem is very lackluster and really doesn't function as I need him to. So mm. the lesser of two evils in my mind is Thanos loses his mind gem and Wong goes in there to, to boost a bit of power generation for Thanos. You wouldn't consider dropping Proxima? Uh, uh I, I don't think so. I, I don't. So, I mean, if I'm dropping Proxima, I'm running. Well, then I'm, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Kingpin instead. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, look, there are some unaffiliated options I could do at the moment at 16. I mean, the one I've got my eye on is probably Modoc, Corvus, and Proxima, and Valkyrie. You know, I think that's a, a quite a strong unaffiliated 16 threat. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's also an option to do, you know, a 16 threat, it might be, you know, the Mare Fisk scenario. I could run Kingpin, Modoc, and Thanos with either Mind or Reality. And so that, that comes in at 16 as well. So I've got some options there, but, um, you know, I, I still think Blackwater at 16 is good. It just loses a bit of um, optimal building mm. there. And I think it's just something you need to deal with for the moment until I can figure a way around it. Uh, what about tactics cards? In particular, I'm thinking about Blood Spare and Mothership. What's been your experience of those two? Blood to Spare, I, in my mind, I think is the best card that Black Order have available to them. Uh, I found it more influential than Mothership. Uh, Mothership is very good, and I do. I mean, Mothership goes in every Black Order roster now that Rocket Boots and Drop Off has, has been banned. <laughs> Um, but Blood Despair, uh, I found that it's it's not effective if you use it on someone like Proxima, but if you can save that up for Corvus um, when he's dazed, he can do some wonderful things with a death blow. Mm. Um, so especially if you hit that wild and then can flurry, he can potentially, you know, daze or KO uh, characters using this card, and he can potentially do a bunch of attacks and damage and then move away and potentially drop an extract out of reach of who the person who just dazed him. So I really like it with Corvus. Uh, it's also very strong with Thanos because generally by the time Thanos is dazed, he's got all the power in the world and he can do a nice eight dice energy attack. Uh, but I've found Thanos dazing is, is a very rare thing. So for me, Blood Despair is an excellent use on, on Corvus and, and has you know won me a few games just off the strength of using that card. And the other one, of course, is Execute. Have you been managing to use that much? Yeah, so Execute came into the roster uh, only at the top cut. Uh, I didn't take it at the start of the league and I didn't take it in the mid-league update. Uh, I had the you know rocket boots and drop-off in there. But once they left, I had a little bit more room in the roster. And the, the thinking behind Execute is that I, I spoke earlier about my struggles against Black Panther mm -hmm. uh, and other similar characters who are hard to damage. So Execute's really there as a counterpick for Wakanda games. So I can give myself an ability to remove Panther. It's, it's challenging um, to get the power and the coordination right, but it gives me an ability to remove Panther with you know very very little um, very little uh, my opponent can do to stop it. To be honest, so it's just there as a bit of a narrow counter pick in certain circumstances. Climbing gear, that's a, a newish card. How has it been panning out for you? So I've used Climbing Gear once. Uh, it was a last-minute scramble inclusion when the uh, the admins uh, updated the uh, eligibility 
for the top cut at the 11th hour. So, I mean, it was a good, good choice to make. It was just a bit of a scramble to, to figure out what to put in. Um, really, that's aimed at, um, at Corvus and gives him a, a, an expensive charge, effectively, um, with a small uh, short move. Uh, I've used it once in the league. In the, I think it was a top 16 I used it and actually used it on Thanos. Used it a few times in testing. It's been good. But I think in, in reflection now, I've had more time to think about the cards. I, I think I would probably remove climbing gear and put in hide muscle just for the uh, hide muscle control, you know, especially on the Mayor Fisk scenario, I think, specifically. Mm. With your skeleton of 15 that we talked about, uh, how have you managed against sort of the the swarmy like seven seven person guardian teams? I've not played against uh, a swarm of that size. I know Sooner was running uh, to excellent effect. You know, seven seven character guardians at, at seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my opponents throughout the the league so far has been Black Order, Spider Foes, Web Warriors, Wakanda, Cabal, and Guardians. And I'm not sure I've played a an opponent who's run six wide as yet. I think it's mostly been sort of five wide, just capped at the points levels. Mm. Um, I, I, look, I do think if I was playing against Sooner, I'd probably favour Sooner in that matchup, having seven versus <laughs> probably my four. Um, having said that, there's a lot of targets for Corvus to uh, to chew up and, and daze and KO there for some Thanos VPs. So it'll be a close game, but I, you know, I think swarming the Black Order is probably a good way of, of going about things. How uh, quickly did you find you got to winning with Black Order? Did you take a lot of practice to learn them? Have they got a high margin for error? Is it? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, and it um, I found them very difficult to learn. Uh, so I was having some reasonable success playing sort of Asgard and, and Wakanda, and I thought it'd be easy to transition into Black Order, but it wasn't, and I lost a lot of games early uh, as I was trying, especially I was trying to figure Thanos out. And I was trying to figure out Corvus and Proxima without rocket boots and drop off. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, maybe others have had easier success straight from the from the word go. But I, I really struggled with them early, and I lost a lot of games um, as I was learning them, and I was quite frustrated with them. And uh, you know, it was a challenge for me to hang in there and just figure out, okay, what am I doing wrong as a player, and, and why aren't I allowing this squad to succeed? And so it was just trial and error of just building and changing, and just changing the way I approach the game instead of having the Asgard or Wakandan control throws, pushes, etc. It was more an aggressive play style that relied on positioning and attacking. Um, and then, really, I suppose that that Thanos um, decision tree is is very challenging. And I find when I lose games or I play poorly, it's because I play Thanos poorly. And then, you know, if I play Thanos poorly, I generally lose more often than not. So, you know, that's on on player skill. So I think it's. I think Thanos is hard to play. Corvus and Proxima are pretty easy, but Thanos is the challenging one of, do I do control? Do I do attack? Where do I place him? You know, he's such a, a high threat character. He's, he's most of your squad more often than not. Mm, yeah. Have you got any advice then for budding Thanos players about things they should be thinking about or things they should be avoiding? Uh, that's another good question. Um, just get reps in is probably my advice. And I don't think there's a correct way to play Black Order, and, and you know, I don't think it's necessarily correct. You know, I've chosen a, a skeleton of, of 15 points in Thanos, Corpus Proxima, and two gems. I don't think that's the only way to play them, and I think others are having success in, in other ways, maybe using Ebony Moore in there and, and Black Dwarf. But if you, if you want to play Thanos, I mean, I, I think the default is the Mind Gem. I think that really allows him to excel. 
in what he wants to do. Um, and just get practice reps in with him. Try and, and build a team around him. And, and if it doesn't work, try something different. And just keep trying until it slowly starts to click and, and you start doing what you want to do. Uh, do you think it's important with him to be, if you've got a mind gem on him, making sure you're getting those two moves away either on one character or moving two different characters once? Is that a, a key to unlock Yeah. Him? Yeah, I mean, situationally, yes. Uh, it, it's very difficult to give a blanket answer on that because... You know, some games, in fact, I think my last game against Coffee Time in the in the top eight, Thanos didn't make one attack in the entire game, which is <laughs> rare. Normally he makes an attack or two. Um, but I've had other games where he will rarely move people and will do lots of attacks. So I think um, using Thanos uh, needs to be reactive to how your opponent is playing the game. And Thanos needs to fill a role for your squad to enable you to win. And, and the challenge is for you to pick what that role is. Do you need him to do damage or do you just need him to control or do you need to do a little bit of both? So, you know, I find I move I move people with a mind gem more often than not, uh, but I, pr I probably use his, um, his cosmic portal less than that. So I think mind gem is almost every turn, almost. And then the cosmic portal is, you know, maybe once or twice a game, generally. Are there any uh, upcoming releases which have really caught your eye as something that might be bringing something to Black Order? Well, I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for Black Cat. If, if she's a two threat character, I think she will will probably replace Wong and give me a dual affiliation option. Uh, but the stuff that's been spoiled when we know the threat values, I don't mind the look of Sabretooth in that sort of kingpin slot at 19 threat. But I've not played him, um, so I don't quite know whether he's better than Kingpin there. Um, Toad as a two-threat doesn't, I don't think, appeals to me at the moment with Black Order. But it's very difficult because I've not actually played any of these new characters. Mm. Uh, I've been so busy just doing league practice and life that uh, it's very difficult to sort of spread your attention in multiple areas. So at the moment, probably not. I'm not seeing anything that really grabs my eye that I think, hey, that's absolutely got to go in Black Order. Okay. You talked about league practice there. How much uh how many practice games do you get in? I yeah. So I, I try and get in at least two practice games against my opponent's roster before we play. Um it's difficult sometimes with life and you've got to find your opponents. Um, you know, I just use my my friendship and my gaming pool of local players to sort of rotate through, hey, who's you know, who's the, the Wakanda player? Can I borrow you for a game? Or who's the mm -hmm. Web Warrior player? Can you jump on? Um, but it's a bit of a balance because um, I think the guys are getting, and girls are getting a bit sick of facing Corvus and Proxima. So <laughs> I've got to go cap in hand sometimes and go, hey, look, I appreciate it's it's not a lot of fun to, to play against this, but, um, you know, do you mind giving us a practice game? And they've been great about it. And, and I've it does certainly help. You know, it really mm. uh, allows you to figure out uh, what you need to do, what works and what doesn't work prior to playing a league match. How effective have you found people running away from Corvus to be? It hasn't happened too much so far, <laughs> which is interesting um, because, you know, I think that's a reasonable, a reasonable line of questioning and a reasonable line of play for people playing against Corvus to consider. Uh, you know, the one that sort of comes to mind was Esmond. We played in round five of Swiss and, and he won a, a great game. He beat me 18-17 and his, his runaway play with Panther to take some extracts won in the game there. Um, but I have found that more often than not, um, Blackwater can either get an early lead 
and force my opposition to really have to engage in those secures to try and control them, which sort of prevents people running away from Corvus because normally Corvus is on those secures or around them. So I think it's good in theory wanting to run away, but I think in practice so far, it's difficult for people to run away and still score points. Mm. Have you got any things you're planning for the future? Uh, any season four thoughts already? Uh, season four is probably a bit far away for me. I'm noting it's starting next year. I'm sort of just doing closest crock roll to the boat at the moment, week to week mm-hmm. on this uh, season three. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it wrapping up though, so I can sort of dive into some of the new things. Um, I think like everyone else, going to check out the mutants. I think the Brotherhood looks pretty cool. Not so hot on, on the X-Men. Um, yeah, Criminal Syndicate looks cool. So we'll have a look at that. And I would like to play something different again in, in season four. So it's just a matter of, I think, in the, in the break between the leagues, trying to figure out what, what play styles I like and sort of what models grab my eye have been enjoyable models to play. And, you know, Magneto looks pretty good. I like the bad guys generally. And uh, Sabretooth looks pretty good as well. So I might sort of default to there and see if I can make that work. Mm, and Mystique looks fun too. Well, we haven't seen Mystique yet, have we? We haven't seen the, uh, the full card, but we've seen the panel to play and she's got some fun looking abilities on her. Yeah, I think, oh, I think it's quite like her, her spender that stuns them and then deals damage. I think, I think that feels like a, a Morgan kind of attack. <laughs> that sounds pretty solid. But, I, you know, what, what I really have, have enjoyed about Black Order, though, is the, the journey of squad building and iterative changes in that, uh, you know, I started playing them as soon as they were released prior to Thanos. And then as soon as Thanos come out, I've, I've been playing them. And then over that, you know, few months, it's just been constant testing refinement testing refinement and it feels like they feel like part of my family it sounds really odd but you know <laughs> i've played with them so much and um it feels like this little journey we've gone on to go from i'm garbage and losing a lot with them to actually i'm going okay now and and now sort towards the end like oh i'm actually i think i'm doing them justice i think i'm allowing them to shine so it's been really enjoyable just to see how um I've, I've developed you know my style to suit black order and i said it's not necessarily the right way and you know, different ways of work for different people but it's um i you know aside from asgard i've never really stuck with a, an affiliation this long and it's been it's been quite an enjoyable journey to do and so i'm looking forward to doing something like that with a with a different faction that catches my eye eventually if you were going to dual affiliate um your roster which affiliation would you bring in Ideally, I would love to be able to slot in. So we've already spoken about, I've got a core of five roster slots, Thanos, Corvus, mm-hmm. Proxima, Mind and Reality. Ideally, I would love an affiliation that can slot in five characters that has a five-pointer, a four-pointer, a three-pointer, and a two-pointer that's in affiliation and they're good characters uh, because that would allow uh, a scalable Black Order squad and it would allow a, a good dual affiliation roster. Uh, and ideally, that dual affiliation roster could go five wide at the low threat values of you know 15, et cetera, because I think that's what this single black order is missing. It's missing the, the five wide control options. I just don't have it. So I'd love to see that. Uh, and at the moment, it just doesn't... I mean, it almost works with Wakanda. It's so close to working with Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And I think other people have success doing this with Wakanda. But it's just that that Shuri slot in there doesn't work for me at 18 for Black Order and she's a real sticking point. So it's close, but it's not quite there yet. Brilliant. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time and, and good luck in your games. Thanks, mate, and appreciate having me on. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of The Danger Room. 
We hope you enjoyed it and learned something to level up your next game. You can reach out to us on our Discord, Twitter, or Facebook. The links will be in the description. We have a questions channel on our Discord, so feel free to drop us some questions in there and we'll answer them on the show. Thank you for taking the time and listening to us. If you're liking what you hear, leave a rating or comment or even both. We appreciate any feedback to help us grow and become a better group to bring you the best quality content that we can. See you next time in the Danger Room.